Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days. Over the top and underproduced, I'm your host, Arch Madness. Uh, let me set this episode up. Saturday night, October 2nd at Express Live. It's the Lion's Den 50th anniversary show presented by QFM 96. And I, I'm not an idiot, all right? Well, I'm, I was a D student in, in high school. But I'm not an idiot. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Arch, there is not one original member in either one of these bands. <laughs> Look, I, I get it, okay? But let's be honest with each other. We are getting to a point as we get older with some of these bands where some executive decisions <laughs> are going to need to be made, all right? Just so you know, KISS plans on continuing when Paul and Gene are gone. I mean, they've said that repeatedly. I can't speak to, I, just, I can't speak to Molly Hatchet, all right? I'm not a Molly Hatchet guy. There's a few tunes I dig, but as far as the band's history and the lineup and the changes, no clue. But as far as Quiet Riot, I mean, Frankie Benali kept it going after Kevin Dubrow's passing, and Frankie wanted to keep the name going after he would be gone. Rudy Sarzo joining back up with the band in 2022, so there's a classic lineup member for you. I mean, it makes more sense to have Rudy and Quiet Riot than being in the Guess Who, right? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, Jizzy Pearl is singing for Quiet Riot. I mean, I like Jizzy. Got to be a better way to say that. Hell, I saw him with Rat. And I'm looking at it from the standpoint that it's, a, you know, man, it's a fall Saturday night. It's going to be a fun way to celebrate their music. Uh, playing guitar for Quiet Riot is Alex Grassi. Now, he's my guest on this episode of Garage Days. And from all the interviews that I've seen or heard with Alex, he seems like a cool dude. And you've heard me talk about uh, the Bang Tango documentary. I mean, we did a whole episode of vinyl analysis uh, on that documentary. Alex has one of the best cameos on there. Great storyteller. I knew I could ask him the tough questions, and, and he'd give it to me straight. He called me a few weeks ago at QFM there at the studios, and I knew it would fit perfectly on Garage Days. So here you go, Alex Grassi from Quiet Riot. Saturday night, October 2nd at Express Live Outdoor, the Lion's Den 50th anniversary show featuring Quiet Riot, Molly Hatchet, presented by QFM 96. And on the line with me now is Quiet Riot guitarist Alex Grassi. Hey, Alex, what's up, man? What's going on, Archie? Thanks for having me, buddy. You got it, man. No, looking forward. That's going to be a fun Saturday night. Let's, let's kind of go back a little bit, though. You joined Quiet Riot in 2004, is that right? That's correct, yes. Uh, this is my almost 18th year with the band. So yeah. how did that gig come about for you, man? Um, well, I, I had moved to Hollywood. I'm originally from the East Coast. I grew up in, uh, in Connecticut, actually. And um, I moved to Hollywood in 2001 and was kind of bouncing around playing clubs you know, with different bands. And I had met, um, I met Kevin Dubrow through a, a booking agent that I was working with. And Kevin had just done a solo record of, of cover songs, and he wanted to put a, a band to go out and do a little summer tour. And at the time, Quiet Riot was, wasn't active. They had, they had disbanded for that year. And, um, you know, we did, Kevin and I really hit it off, and we started writing some songs. Um, and come the end of the year, I guess, you know, him and Frankie decided they were going to have another go at it, and they, uh, they asked me to come on board as the guitar player, and I've been there ever since. Alex, and, and and of course, we're, we're going to talk about Frankie as this interview progresses here. But let's let's stop there. And 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 Kevin, man, as far as I, do you think he's underappreciated? Is and I'm a big and I'll ask you this question again later. I'm a big '80s Sunset Strip guy. 
I just I think he gets overlooked a little bit uh, as far as front men from that era, man. It was just one of the biggest personalities out there. Oh, he did, yeah, there's no question. He was, I mean, and, and actually from, from his peers, he was definitely not overlooked. I mean, I remember one of his final shows was the inaugural 2007 Rocklahoma. Um, and it was the first year they did it, and it was all 80s hair bands. The night we played, it was the, the last three bands were Quiet Riot, then Rat, then Poison. And, I mean, that stage was, it, that stage was about 90 feet long. Kevin made it 100 feet long with the way he worked it. I mean, he definitely owned it that night. Yeah. Everyone was watching. I mean, he, you know, he's definitely, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was overlooked. I think, you know, a lot of, with a lot of these 80s bands, the, the, um, the, the larger-than-life character and all the, the stories of the party and all the, the, you know, the craziness kind of overshadows the music sometimes. And not just with Kevin, with a lot of those guys. No, I know? feel you. That's true. That's absolutely true. They become more famous for all their shenanigans than actual music in some cases, you know? I, I can I can remember seeing Quiet Riot in the day, and then when they first reformed, and it just seemed like Kevin's voice was always strong, Alex. It was oh, always yeah, strong. Know, he, he, was, he was like a switchblade. We would do... A, we did a bus tour in 2005 where at one point we did 11 shows in a row, and he... Sang all of it in a row. He never warmed up. He would just, you know, get off the bus, kind of clear his throat, and walk out on that stage and like, wow. like a push play, just on. I mean, he was, he was, his voice was like a Marshall stack. I mean, there's only a few guys like that, like like Blackie Lawless is like that. Dee Snyder, Kevin, those guys were cut from that cloth where they just they didn't have in ear monitors back then, so they had to rely on whatever you know, they had to be louder than everybody else and. They kind of they don't, they don't definitely don't make them like that anymore. That's for sure. Right on. And you, you, you brought up Wasp, and this is going to be a great transition because the, the way I worded my question, I wanted you to speak to Frankie's legend, and I loved his contributions to Wasp. Uh, he oh, was yeah. he was one of a kind, wasn't he, Frankie? For, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, to play with the, to play with those two guys definitely got me, you know, to the point where I am today. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be the player or. You know, I don't have the business sense, you know, that if I hadn't met those guys. But yeah, I mean, Frankie as a drummer, I remember, um, I remember, I mean, I mean I've, I've met Blackie a couple of times, and he always talked about whenever Wasp would audition drummers, the first song they would have them play is Chainsaw Charlie, which is off the Crimson <laughs> Idol. Oh, yeah, man. And that, that, that was all Frankie. No click track, no Pro Tools back then. He just did it. And for, and Blackie refers to that song as the Bermuda Triangle of drum tracks, <laughs> meaning there's, they would have 20 drummers come in and everyone would get lost. And, yeah. So that was sort of the, the catalyst to, to see who could get to the next round of Wasp drummer auditions. And, uh, and that's all Frankie. I mean, in, like the real me, the drumming on that is, is absolutely phenomenal. There's there's a uh, there's a picture floating around on the internet, and we I've I've posted it a, a bunch. It's uh, and I'll, if if I get a chance here on on the second, I'll, I'll I'll show you. But there's there's a picture. It's early '80s, and it's Frankie Benali, and he's got a QFM '96 shirt on. It is, oh, awesome. oh, dude, we've we've you know even before his passing, we whenever Quiet Riot was in town, man, we used that picture so much, man. It was just it's just such it's so cool. To see somebody uh, of of that stature rocking a, a QFM shirt, it was just anyway, it's Very cool. super cool, man. Hey, and there's Alex. There's there's no easy way to ask this question, and I'm not sure what you're you're comfortable talking about. But how did the conversation come up when it came to Frankie's wishes and, and the continuation of Quiet Riot? Well, I mean, it was it was it came up in a way where you know he he told me what he had. He said I'm fighting cancer, and and I said, well, if you're fighting cancer, I feel bad for cancer. Right, right. The tough dude, and then he just said, "You know, show must go on, business as usual." And um, and he just it just was status quo. I mean, he we kept everything going, and um, the drummer, you know, we had, we had Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative now in the band, and actually he was the guy who 
gig Frankie's first gig that he missed. He couldn't, he couldn't make it to that gig. And the show was in Dallas. And, you know, I said, to Frankie said, you know, who can we, who can we get? And I, I said, let's get Johnny from Typo. He, you know, cause I, I did some other bands with him and he's like, absolutely. He's the guy. And so not only did he want the band to go on, but he kind of handpicked and, and selected Johnny with his own, with his blessing as well. So, you know, I mean, to, you know, we all think about stage four pancreatic cancer is there is no stage five. You know, we all know how it's going right, to end. It's right. not if, it's when. And, you know, he was given three to six months to live in April of 2019, and he gave it a good 18-month fight, you know. And the whole time, he, he was he had everything in place and everything in order. And, you know, he was – I mean, I remember it was it's kind of, you know, tough, not tough to talk about, but he uh, – he texted me from the hospital. He said, "Hey, yeah, we, we got you got a show in uh, August of 2021 in Oregon." He goes, "I won't be there, but you're playing." And you know, oh. he, just, he sent me the date. I was like, he was right to the end doing business. You know, that's the way he was. Man, and, uh, oh man! And it was d- his baby, and he wanted it to go on. I mean, it, you know, that's, that's get, what he yeah. worked his whole life doing, and why. Why stop it, you know? Right. And I, I remember when when this story broke, I discussed it on the air that afternoon, and that's the return of Rudy Sarzo to Quiet Riot. Uh, how did this go down, and when is it taking place? Because you see so many different things online. That's why I was excited to have you on, Alex, just because there's so many Quiet Riot stories out there. It's just tough to kind of figure out what's happening, well, okay. what's true. The, what, what I mean, Frankie wanted, you know, he wanted Rudy to come back, and you know, sooner rather than later, but and be able to do shows with him, you know. Right. He, uh, but unfortunately, COVID made that impossible, and everything kind of get put on hold. I mean, Frankie unfortunately played his last show with us in 2019 around New Year's Eve, because after the pandemic hit, nobody went anywhere. Right. So he, you know, we really didn't. Everything kind of got put on hold, and then, um, uh, you know, the conversation was had shortly after he passed about Rudy coming back, because that was Frankie's wishes, and. There was logistics on both sides of the fence and calendars that needed to be fulfilled and obligations, you know, with everybody. But uh, Rudy's going to be back very soon, um, you know, still working all that out. Uh, but he's, uh, you know, we're actually just started rehearsing and uh, working on some new music and everything. He's just, you know, juggling flights and shows that are on or shows getting gotcha. moved and everything. Gotcha. Um, well, he's the hardest you know. working man in show business, Alex. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean, Rudy's a legend for that. I mean... Oh, I mean, I mean, we, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, I mean, when I, you know, we were playing and I'm sitting there going, this guy's, I mean, I was a little nervous. I'm like, this guy's playing with Randy Rhodes. This is, this is really, <laughs> right? really cool, you know? But yeah, you know what? It's, it's like, you know, that's, it, it, when, when it's in your blood and it's what you do, it's what you do. And he's one of those guys that's, you know, that's, I mean, he's, he's definitely got, I mean, there was an article in Rolling Stone about him a few months back that said if his career ended with just being the guy in the mental health quiet riot lineup, that'd be enough to write this article. And then you look at all the other stuff, right. you know, White Snake and Dio and Ozzy. I mean, yeah, the, he's he's definitely a journeyman. He's been everywhere. So, um, and he um, he wants to finish out his career where it started, basically, and come home to Quiet Riot, as he put it. That was so cool, man. When that story broke, it just I don't know. That was I just I. I, I wasn't alone in feeling that. I know there was a lot of uh, Gen X '80s rockers like myself that were like, "Yes, yes, that's." Well, you know, you know, it's 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 funny. I, it's 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 there's certain there's certain people in certain bands that, you know, sometimes you get, you know bands can get away with not having any original members, and it's going to happen to every band at some point. Because let's face it, ten out of ten people are going to die, but yeah. the music's going to go on. But there's certain guys where it's like you know when you get, you know, like like when when Axel and Slash got back together, that was a big deal. You know, I mean, people, some, some bands can, you know, oh, not, I, I get it, that, man. That, I, I get died. it. Rudy's definitely one of those guys. You know? Hey, I, I, 
I, you know, I'm a Van Halen guy. I, I love Michael Anthony, but when I saw Ed and, and Dave on stage together when they first got back together, I mean, I was just, I was emotional, man, just to see yeah. those two. You know what I mean? There's just certain pairings that it's like, okay, now I, you know, now, now things, it's not as bad as it was when I was 14 years old. <laughs> when when, yeah. when yeah, things from my favorite band uh, went a different direction, but anyway, you know, you know what it is too. It's also like you know, like I said, if people we're all getting old, everyone's getting older, and it's like well, if you have the chance to do it, a lot of these you know people are looking at their especially after this whole pandemic thing. I think it made a lot of people rethink a few things and be like, you know what, I'm gonna bury the hatchet here, and you know, you're only here once, and, you know. So I think it's. I think it's going to be good for everybody, and it's definitely, um, you know, it's exciting. You know, I know he's he's really excited about it. And, and, oh, that's you know, just it's, it's it's nice to see. I mean, that's where the guy, you know, it's his, he's the guy. You know, he was there from in the seventies. You know, and he's just if you, anybody that's come uh, that's been in contact with Rudy over the years, you know, I've been lucky enough to interview him, and uh, he just. He's just the—he's the best guy ever, man. I mean, he's just such a yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just getting to know him, but you know, it—you know—it's—it's it's weird because I've now played with Kevin, and Kevin and Frankie, and then just Frankie, and now Rudy. It's like—it's—I mean, going on 20 years doing this thing. It's like I'm, I'm getting really the full quiet ride experience. Yeah, dude. Um, it, it, just just throwing this out there because I always dug the band Love Hate, and since you've got Jizzy Pearl uh, on the mic, is there is there any chance? That you know, we could get some some blackout or something. I, I, I'm just I can, throwing it out there. I can tell you without reservation that I would bet my bottom dollar on it. <laughs> awesome. I had yeah. a buddy. Uh, he's like, we. I told him I was going to be talking to. Him. He goes, yeah. Find out if uh, since you know since Jizzy's in there, if they're gonna if they're gonna do Ab- some blackout yeah, in the red that room. Is, that, that is that is <laughs> happening. You know, the second and actually that was when when we got Jizzy back in the band. Um, I mean, Frankie wasn't out with us, but you know, we were uh, one of the last shows Frankie did. We were, you know, he, Frankie goes, "Let's have blackout in the red room with the set." You know, we were playing the whiskey, and it's like people love it. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, show. dude, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, before I, before I cut you loose, Alex, uh, Hookers and Blow, your your band with Dizzy. How, how much fun is that, man? The band's called Hookers and Blow. Do I have to say anything? Yeah. Else? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> well, like it's, I mean, that's that's sort of like you know, some guys go golfing or some guys go hunting or fishing. <laughs> That's we. That's what we do. Because I mean, when we when he's out with guns and I'm doing quiet riot, it's, we take it very seriously. It's work. That this is like our little hunting trip every every couple of months. We go out and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's actually become a little more viable. We have a record now, which is frightening. But um, it, yeah. isn't Jameson? He's in on it now too, right? I mean, yeah, he's always yeah. wearing the hookers hookers and blows stuff. He he was oh, yeah, always we, wearing it. We we brought we you know we're all close friends from the East Coast and one of our first like tour tours we did on a tour bus we brought him out to open the show and basically berate us for twenty minutes before oh, we come on he, his we tell yes. jokes about us I know dude I I saw him open for Faster a couple summers ago uh, yeah, yeah. oh I, my I god brutal on oh guys. my god it was funny so good uh, QFM ninety six presents Quiet Riot Molly Hatchet October second. At Express Live, uh, the Lions Den 50th anniversary show. Alex Grassi, uh, that's going to be a fun Saturday night. Th- thanks for taking the time, brother. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you, man. I, I assume you're going to be there, right? Oh, I, I wouldn't miss it, man. All right. Well, come say hi, man. I'm looking forward to hanging out. There you have it. Alex Grassi from Quiet Riot. And look, if I see you on October 2nd, we'll have a beer and we'll sing The Wild and The Young together. Okay? No need to make it any more uh, of a thing than that. A fun Saturday night. Now, for this week, uh, this week's episode's weekly top 10. The tagline for the top 10, it could be something old, something new, something local, or Motley Crue. I came up with that myself. 
these are the top 10 songs played here in the Hawk's Nest for the week of September 24th, 2021. Uh, number 10, and my buddies have been kind of giving me crap because I haven't had any Power Wolf on here. Power Wolf is this, they're this power metal band from Germany. And my friends and I, either if here or at a buddy's place down the street, I mean, we're, we jam on Power Wolf a lot. We discovered this band on YouTube and they're, they're cool. And when someone comes over to the Hawk's Nest, over to a buddy's house or whatever, we always play some Power Wolf just to kind of get people's reactions and see what they think. Some people have dug it. Uh, Brian Weiskittle, who's a honorary uh, Knight of the Rock table, he jams on uh, Power Wolf now all the time. He sends me videos and he's like, have you heard this one? Have you heard that one? So the, the best way, to, it's, they've got corpse paint on. It's very... Well, it's power metal, man. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to just throw this song out there. Number 10, Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend by Power Wolf. Okay, check it out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to hear your reactions. Um, if you dig it, email me at archie at qfm96.com. If not, just you know, keep it to yourself. I get it. It's Power Wolf. All right, so number nine, as I'm getting ready for the Guns N' Roses show, when this airs, actually, the Guns N' Roses show will have already passed, but I wanted to throw another song that we jam on here a lot. You wouldn't think this would be the Guns N' Roses song that we would pick or the album we would pick, but we always go back. There's a couple really strong songs on Chinese democracy, and one of our favorites here to jam on is Sorry. So at number nine on the weekly top 10 is Sorry from Guns N' Roses. The time that I saw Guns N' Roses up in Cleveland on this, on this tour they didn't play that. They played a handful of songs from Chinese Democracy, but that wasn't one of them. Now, I have seen that they have played that live, so I'm kind of hoping that we'll get that uh, here in Columbus. Number eight. Now, I've had the writing on the wall from Iron Maiden and their new album, uh, Sinjutsu. I I've had that on my, in my top 10. Well, I'm kind of switching out now as I listen to that album more and more and more. And some people are giving them flack because they're writing these, these long songs again, <laughs> which is fine with me, man, because there's, there's some really long songs on the, uh, on the Sinjutsu album. But The Parchment, that's probably the longest. Well, it is the longest song. It's like over 12 minutes, but it's a jam. It's an absolute jam. So The Parchment from Iron Maiden is the, uh, the new number eight song on the weekly top 10 here for Garage Days. Uh, number seven, Tora Tora and their new song. It has made its way into my mix here, and I I'm digging it. I'm digging it more and more. Uh, Trip the Light Fantastic at number seven from Tora Tora. Uh, Far Away from the Dead Daisies. Now, that's number five. I've had my fate in there, so I'm just switching that out as well because this is another song that we love to jam on here. Far Away is the last track on that Holy Ground album, and it's just just, just this kind of slower, just it's a jam, just an absolute jam. Far Away at number five. Moving all the way up to number four from Resist and Bite and their new release is Afterneath. Like I said, man, there's going to be other songs that I'm going to replace this out with, but right now, this instrumental from Resist and Bite, Afterneath, it's the first... One of the first songs that I put on when I get when I get done with work, I come home and I throw that on. That's just and I mentioned in the in last week's episode, it's very Bob Ezrin and Kiss. And I've had a couple people mention to me say, "Yeah, man, it sounds like it. It does kind of sound like something off the Elder or something." I thought the Elder, maybe even some 
instrument, instrumental type of stuff that you would get. I mean, there wasn't an instrumental on Destroyer, but just some of that musical stuff, some of that classical type stuff that uh, Bob Ezrin loves to throw in. Anyway, that's my number four, Afterneath, Resist, and Bite. Uh, number three, moving up, Diamonds and Rust, live at the Hawk's Nest, Anthony Clay from Green 13. Uh, number two, and this is going to remain here, you folks need to check this out. And if you're hip to Black Country Communion, which I know a lot of you are, uh, Glenn Hughes, Joe Bonamassa, Jason Bonham, this song, the last song for my resting place. Until, I'm going to keep this in for a while because I just want people to check this song out and check the video out, okay? Because it's one of the best guitar solos. I'll play that Joe Bonamassa solo for dudes in here who play guitar and are kick-ass guitarists, and they are absolutely mesmerized by this guitar solo. The last song from my resting place, Black Country Communion. So check that out. That's at number two on the weekly top 10. And the number one song, it remains the number one song. It's going to remain the number one song for a long time, I'm just going to tell you, because uh, it was such an honor to have Ehab Amran from South of Eden, The Traveler, live at the Hawk's Nest. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, his musical performances are just, oh my God. So good. So good. So that's the Garage Days Weekly Top 10. Upcoming episodes, October 1st, Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. Uh, I've got a couple of other things I'm working on for October that I think you'll dig. Hopefully those, those come through. October 29th, though, we're going to say goodbye to Flight Pattern Bob for the winter. Uh, it will be the Flight Out of Ohio episode with a lot of special guests uh, to say farewell to Bob. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, until the next episode, thanks for the downloads, guys. Appreciate you. Stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.